0: Good morning and welcome to the, <laughs> the Kingdom Leadership Equipping uh, conversation uh, with Steve and Sean. As usual, we are, have started our conversation and um, forgot to push the record button. So, Well, actually, it's not forgotten. We just oh. start talking about stuff and start bouncing stuff around and then we get into things and we should actually record it. So, here we are recording right now. Um, our conversation. Right
1: conversation middle. Yeah, right in the middle of our discussion.
0: Right in the middle, you're catching you're catching the the halfway part. No, I don't know. That's right. Anyway, somewhere along the line. But okay. Without mentioning names this time, is like um, I saw this thing, and that's what I was just presenting to Steve right now as a discussion point, is that um, I saw this thing that's making distribution and it's about a uh, somebody that um, prophetic. prophetic, Something prophetic that was that, that prophesied about what's going on right now. And then they, they said, yes, the Lord's going to deliver us. But the thing that, that um, stood out to me, not stood out to me, but that I noticed was that there has to be an adherence to uh, the Passover, a commitment and upholding of, and a, what's the right word? Not that Observance different. of yeah. Observance of the Passover. Yeah, and, but this
1: one this came down last year. You were saying and they, yeah. The, so, so the prophecy the word, was actually last year.
0: Yeah. So some of it was you know they prophesied that there was going to be a plague on the earth and whatever the story is, which is which is I mean you know that, that's that's right um, and accurate. But then it came to this part about the Passover, and I thought to myself, and that's what I was saying to you, Steve, is that. It's like nearly like there's another another obligation set for for us as the church to observe something that's Old Covenant again um, rather than what Christ has done.
1: Right. Right. And that's the tough part is that a lot of times there's such a mingled seed or a mixture in things like that, like you said, Old Covenant, New Covenant, uh, to have the Lord say, if you're going to observe Passover now, um, you know, the plague is going to be lifted by Passover if you observe Passover. We have observed Passover. As a believer, you observe Passover by accepting Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God. Right. That is our Passover. <laughs> it, it says that in the scripture. It says he is our Passover. Right. <clears throat> so, so therefore, if we have received him, and now we're walking in that new covenant. uh the blood is already on our doorpost it's already on our threshold it's all not threshold but it's already on our doorpost It's already on our lentils, so we don't have to go and apply all that stuff and do some sort of a ritual or a uh what would you call it well, observance once again just in order to be saved yeah we've we've already been saved that's the thing.
0: So, yeah, I was just looking up because I I saw this scripture in Numbers 9.12. And this was interesting because this, like, put it straight away into context for me anyway. Um, In Numbers 9.12, he says, uh, They shall leave none of it until morning, nor break the bone of it, according to all the statute of the Passover, they shall observe it. And so we know that Jesus was the one that he, none of his bones were allowed to be broken, and right. um, and he couldn't be left on the cross overnight. Right. So that was he was the Passover lamb, <clears throat> and so we know that the celebration and of course what it was was celebrating. It talks about that Passover was. The celebration to, um, uh, where was that scripture? I can't remember. But anyway, is like it was a celebration of, of the Lord bringing them out of the land of Egypt. Right. Right. On their journey to the, a new land. That was the, it was observing the celebration of, in fact, before he had even done it, but that they were going to have that take place. And we celebrate that the Lord's taken us out of the tyranny of the realm of darkness into the kingdom of light.
1: Already, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's already taken, he's done that. We celebrate it now as being um, uh, new covenant, new creation beings.
1: Right, and I, uh, my family and I, uh, I instituted that long time ago when they were just kids. Uh, my son is thirty nine now, <laughs> so you know we we celebrated it a long time, uh, but we always celebrated Passover, but it was in the light of the new covenant. It was in the light of what Christ has already done, because every single thing in Passover speaks of Christ. Right. In fact, in one one particular <laughs> place, it's it there's three little pieces of matzah. And uh, they typify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, you take out the middle one, Son, you break it, and then you hide half of it. And then you have the youngest, or the kids, go around and search for it. It's like a hide-and-go-seek. And then whoever finds it gets a little prize at the end. And then it isn't till the end that you partake of that. This is my body, which is broken for you. Because uh, that's what he was eating at the Last Supper. They were eating, they were doing that whole process there, that whole that whole Passover. That's what, how we get communion is right. the Passover. Right. So, um, you know, this is the cup that you shall not drink again. In fact, there's like three or four different times you drink from the cup of wine. Um, and um, the one, the last one, is one he says, I'm, uh, it speaks of the redemption, the cup of redemption. The very last one is, I will return again, or I have returned for you. But he says, uh, I will not drink of this cup again until I come back for you. Mm. So they drink the third time. They don't even drink the last one, which is the one that they're supposed to drink and then leave. But they drink that third one, which is the cup of redemption, and then they're done. Which is really I mean the whole thing, in light of what Christ did is is beautiful. I mean, it's a great uh, time of the family just to learn about what salvation is, to learn about what the what the uh, new covenant is all about. so to me, we always kept that the observance of it just for that reason it wasn't for it wasn't for keeping you know another observation or a law of it. we really I didn't want them to learn about the Easter bunny. You know, I didn't want them to go out just hunting eggs. I wanted them to find out what this time was really about. So that's why I actually instituted Passover for my family, uh, because I knew that uh, Easter, even though it appears in the New Testament, um, in the King James Version, it's not really that word. It's the word or Passover. So, uh, for some reason, other the, the, uh, translators, the Bible put in Eshtar or Easter, which is the goddess of fertility. So, you know, who knows why they did that? I don't know. Uh, I don't think it was just to throw a bunch of people off, but, um, the whole thing is about Passover. It's all about the Christ being the Passover lamb. Like you said, none of his bones were broken. He wasn't left on the cross overnight. You know, he was taken down. Um, Hmm. So the whole thing points right to Christ and to keep the Passover now is to accept Christ as the lamb and to really observe that. I mean, in fullness, you know, how, how do you get born again? Um, confess that Jesus Christ, the lamb of God is the Lord and then believe that God has raised him from the dead and thou shalt be saved. So, a lot of times we made all this stuff way too hard and too difficult when actually it's just, uh, like Paul says, I've returned back to the simplicity that is in Christ as opposed to trying to make some more observations and ordinances that everybody has to follow.
0: Yeah. So, well, you know, the, see, that's the thing is, I, I've had, you know, over the years, I've had people approach me. Uh, Online, obviously, um, just and physically, but just about keeping the feasts, keeping this, you know, um, observances that aren't you supposed to. Right. Uh, and and um, it's like, oh, I don't even want to get into that one. But yeah. again, just, well, you
1: look at the pa- you look at Pentecost. What is that?
0: Yeah.
1: The Feast of Pentecost. Yeah, we keep that. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I keep Pentecost. Bang. Yeah. Uh, feast of Tabernacles. I tabernacle with Him daily. So yeah. do I keep the feast still? Yeah. An ordinance forever throughout all my generations. Yes, I want to do that. Yeah. But not according <clears throat> to the letter.
0: I think that's where that's the thing. Is I think where, where, when He said it's an ordinance, a statute forever to all generations it came to the place where Jesus actually made it possible for us to live that on a continual right. basis. Right. Because he was the fulfillment are, of it. That's right. We're not a generation under law. We're under a new law called the right. law of love. But we're under a, a, a new citizenship in a sense. We're under the citizenship of the kingdom of heaven, new creation beings. So we don't meet, have to meet a right. A, Kind of obligation regulation. It's not. Is that we are living this as the new generation, as the royal priesthood, as a holy nation, a special people. Uh, we are living this every day. We're supposed to be because we are now temples of the right. Holy Ghost. We are now dw- the dwelling places of God. We are now the, su- the 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 structure of God being built unto unto God.
1: Right. I was trying to look it up here. It, it, I think it's in Romans somewhere, but it says, uh, why do you continue to observe special days and Sabbaths and, uh, and I, all this stuff? Sort
0: of I've got stuff. That.
1: You were looking that up too?
0: Yeah. No, this is in Colossians. Oh, you do? Oh, Colossians. Okay. That's yeah. why
1: I couldn't find it. I was looking in Romans.
0: Yeah. So he says, I'll read from verse 16. He says, therefore, let no one act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon, or a Sabbath day. Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come.
1: But yeah. the,
0: substance, the substance belongs to Christ.
1: Right. The, the reality of
0: it is is—is Christ.
1: Right. Even actually- the Sabbath. See, that's the thing, yeah. the Sabbath. I mean, we, we say, well, you've got to worship God one day. No, you worship Him seven days right. a week. You're always in rest it therefore now remaineth for some to enter into his rest i've entered into that sabbath yes um you know on this it was intended that from the beginning because what day was it man was created
0: on the first uh, on the sixth day
1: yeah six days so what was his first day on the sabbath Yeah, so his first day was the Sabbath. I mean, just even in the beginning, the way we enter into this life or even into the newness of life is by entering into his rest. It's not by entering into some new work or some new creation or anything. I enter into his rest. So Mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, right from the very beginning, we see that.
0: Well, that's Hebrews chapter 4, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't remember, but yes. (laughs)
0: Okay, so, so Hebrews chapter 4 talks about um, let us fear lest while the promise remains of entering his rest, any of you should seem to have come short of it. Yes. And then it goes on to say, um, for if Joshua had given them a rest, he, he would not have spoken of another day after that. There remains therefore a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the right. one who has entered his rest has himself rested from... His works, as God did from His, let us therefore be diligent and to enter that rest, lest anyone fall through a uh, fall through following the same example of disobedience. For well, the Word of God is is in uh, it talks about okay, living the Word is the rest that you come to, and, and um, yeah, and then we have a high priest that's passed into the heavens, which is Christ Jesus, right? And then let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. So, yeah. so the rest he's talking about is we're entering into his, his rest. rest. Yeah, where yeah. we cease from our works. I mean, that's what we're talking about. We cease from our works of trying to accomplish what Christ has accomplished for us. Because right. we can't. There's nothing. The whole point of the law was to show them that they couldn't do it.
1: They couldn't do it, yeah.
0: They couldn't. I mean, he gave them laws to be his community, but they couldn't meet those those regulations that and in fact, he wasn't asking them to meet it physically, was he? I mean, it, no. the laws of the, of the heart, he was talking about the circumcision is of the heart, not of the, that's what he went through the, all the prophets anyway. But yeah, so, so there is that place where we do enter that rest, but right. it's, not, it's not entering it through observance of days.
1: No. As a matter of fact, there in a, uh, uh, verse 11, it says, labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Yeah. And you go, boy, this is, this is a labor because you're fighting against everything, right. all the performance things that we've been taught all of our right. lives to right. try to perform something. And we already have the righteousness, which is of Christ. Repentance
0: from dead works. It's one of the foundational things that we should move away from.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Therefore, now it remaineth for us to enter into this rest. And uh, if we we don't enter in, it says, I think it's later on in the chapter, we do not enter in. In fact, it's earlier in that chapter. It says we do not enter in to the land of promise because of unbelief, because we didn't enter into that rest.
0: Yes. And, and it says they couldn't enter because they did not mix what they heard with faith.
1: Right. Right. That and was, it also an evil heart of unbelief at that point.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, so, you know, and that's where we've got to be careful, not be careful. I think, I think that's where we've got to be discerning is the, the right word for it, is that too easily we are, um, you know, Jesus said to the, to the, the scribes and the, and the Pharisees, he said, you lay burdens on people that you're not even prepared to lift. You cannot lift and not prepared to right. lift one finger. And say, yeah. but you, you impose it on people. And we've got to be careful of these things, you know, is that we, we lay things on people too easily on the church, on the bride of Christ, um, like religious performances, which are dead works, really.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing about that prophecy. You know, if you put something out there, well, you will not have this if you do not.
0: But that's exactly the understanding that comes with it.
1: Right. It's, so, therefore, I'm off the hook as a prophet if it doesn't come to pass. Wow.
0: Yeah. So, because
1: you did not.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's honestly, that's what it boils down to.
0: That's, that is sad. That is sad. Yeah. So. In verse 18 of Colossians chapter 2, it says, Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and the worship of of the angels, taking his stand on visions he has seen and inflated without cause for his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body, being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments, grows with the growth that is from God. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world why as if you were living in the world do you submit yourself to decrees such as do not handle do not taste do not touch which all refer to things destined to perish with the using in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men these are matters which have to be which have to be sure the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement in severe treatment of the body, but of no value against fleshly indulgence. Right. So he was really on a on a, a um, <laughs> on a charge there to to bring about you know for freedom Christ to set you free, which is which is what Galatians.
1: Yeah, Bible and Paul had such an understanding. Being a Pharisee, of Pharisees, being a guy who knew the law forward and backward somehow Christ gave him a revelation of grace beyond any other of the disciples that I can see as far as their writings are concerned. Right. Because he understood the law so well. Yes. He understood the obligation and the, the um, what would you call it, that it puts people under, the subjugation.
0: The regulation, subjugation. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. And it puts you in a place where you can never achieve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and it and it took uh, that's what paul is so is so good at doing in in romans and colossians and galatians and ephesians and you know all philippians all those things are speaking to <clears throat> basically this issue uh, you know uh, galatians who hath bewitched you to come back under the law once again as opposed to living according to the law of liberty. You know, yeah, you have, a, you have something over your face that is yeah. that's shielded you from being able to even see this thing yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, you know, who hath clouded your judgment, basically? Right. <laughs> you know, why is this veil back on your face again? Exactly. Um, and it's just amazing to me how, how Paul, the one who is a Pharisee of Pharisees, who knew the law so well, but now he understands grace so well Hmm. that he's able to, he's able to impart that to a people who are so steeped in performance and so steeped in an old covenant uh, to set them free from that path. Yeah. But um, anyway, and that's the thing I've noticed about the body of Christ as general. We, we, for some reason, we keep trying to go back to perform something that's already been performed. Um, for instance, uh, we gotta got somebody who's praying for healing. Well, now, brother, you gotta go back through your whole life and, and start to find out where there's unforgiveness. You gotta go back now and, and figure out where you've sinned and confess all those things. You know, if there's any bitterness. You know, you go back now and you're looking for things, you know, even back when you're in your mother's womb. To try to figure out what you did to cause this. Well, the causation isn't the issue. The causation now of your healing, Satan comes to steal. That means you've already got it for crying out loud.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So if he's coming to steal your health, that means you've already got it. Jesus Christ already bore that sickness and disease upon his body. By his stripes, you were healed. So it's not something that you're trying to get. And that's why. It's almost like in order to get a healing, get a healing, notice I said it that way even, get one. It's like it's something I do not have, and I'm trying to obtain it. Yeah. So I've got to get as
0: many people as I can to pray, so right. I convince God that I need to be healed.
1: Right, yeah, as though he's some ogre in the sky just waiting for enough people to, to collect together before yeah. he can vote on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So to, I mean to it's sort of craziness. Try, and,
0: try and get something with and and then you know what comes to me right now is that uh they they the original institution of of the of the Passover lamb was in egypt the, the day before they left right and, or the right. Night before they left and so right. they slay the lamb some as a symbolic um symbolic uh what's the word statement of what is to come. Right. Excuse me. Um come so, out of that
1: demon old man.
0: Yes, get Come out <laughs> I must tell you this quickly. at a Pentecostal campgrounds they're having they're having a camp meeting in South Africa and uh this guy, this guy says he was at this camp meeting, and while the meeting is on, he went to the toilet, and he said some, some deacon was sitting in the toilet, and he, it wasn't working, and he's saying, come out, Satan, come out, come <laughs> out, oh, come out, Satan.
1: <laughs> Going to give birth to Satan right there,
0: huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, um, anyway, so <laughs> back to the teaching. <laughs> what were we
1: talking about? What were we
0: talking about? <laughs> so the, the, the lamb was slain the night before and it said first off they the 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 woman not the men, the men will never do this, but the woman went, God told them to go and ask their neighbors to to provide for their trip. And the, the the Egyptians gave them all their gold and, and whatever they could, they gave to them. So they were fully provided for the trip.
1: Yeah, the man wouldn't and, do that because he wouldn't even ask directions. He
0: wouldn't even ask for <laughs> directions, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we lost, my, that's me and Michelle, and Michelle goes, stop and ask and no, we'll figure this out. <laughs>
1: Which way to the Red Sea? I don't know.
0: Yeah, and as usual, the women will say, "You're going the wrong way." Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the second thing was they they came out with not one feeble person amongst them. There was right. no sick amongst them. that day right. left, not one single person.
1: And that's won. what that word "saved" means. It means to be made whole. It doesn't. Uh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And their, their clothes didn't wear out, their shoes didn't wear out for right. forty years, man. So wow. that was the the Passover uh, uh, blessing, if you may, or right. the power of the Passover right. was coming under the blood, in uh, uh, partaking of the lamb, right? And being empowered by that uh, that um, prophetic gesture of what is to come. We've come into that right. as a new nation being brought out. And, of course, they went through the Red Sea was the baptism of Moses. So right. the baptism was a separation from slavery, a separation right. from tyranny, a separation from an old life as a nation, and coming into a new life a new, as a new nation baptized into a new government, into a new kingdom, into a whole new uh, community in that sense. Old is gone, new has come. Right. Uh, We are now provided for, no sick amongst us. We've come into that in reality, not symbolically.
1: Right, right.
0: So we we don't need to celebrate the symbolic anymore because we celebrate the reality.
1: Right, right. Hmm? Oh, you want me to talk now?
0: <laughs> I'm letting it hang, mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I thought you were doing that for effect or something. I didn't know. <laughs> but that is true. We have a tendency, and I guess this is the thing that bothers me. Oh, foolish Galatians, you know, why do you let this happen again to where you have to come back into a, under a performance issue? Yes. You, know, you now have to... Be fast more, right? Yeah. yeah, fast more, pray more, uh, get circumcised again. Oh, Lord, help us! You got to do all these different things, you know, as far as to fulfill the law, but yeah. yet it says that He was the fulfillment of the law, He already fulfilled that. We don't have to do that anymore, right. uh, and the prophets you know we'll go back to malachi we'll go back to all these different things and say well you know this isn't fulf- yeah jesus christ was a fulfillment of that in fact somebody was asking me the other day what i think about revelation i said well, let me ask you something just even in the in the very first couple sentences what does it say that it is the revelation of yeah well, the, revelation of John. I said, no, it doesn't say that. <laughs> it says it's the revelation of Jesus Christ to John. So what is that whole book about? It's not necessarily about future events. It's about the revelation of Jesus Christ and what happens when that fulfillment of who he is and what he does and everything that he's done comes to fulfill in your life. That's yeah. your future. Right. right. So it's not it's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, we can read some of that into that and go, okay, well, this is happening now and whatever. But but yet to watch that happen in our own lives first, because it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, to watch that happen to in me individually, as well as my house, my, my family, as well as the, the corporate house, um, you know, to the church in Philadelphia, right, you know, this. Um, there are certain we still have a we still fall away from our first love we still do some of those things you know you're naked blind and you know you think you see it all but yet you're still naked blind and whatever and you go you know there's a there's a reason he wrote a lot of this stuff not not just for our future advent uh, events and not not to smack on the, uh, the church in Philadelphia or Laodicea or any of the rest of them. But it's, it's saying these things are in you. This is what I've already done concerning you. This is my fulfillment of who I am in you. You don't have, I'm not just standing at your door and knocking anymore. You just let me in. Yeah. So, you know, don't don't consider this stuff as a far off. Don't consider it as something where I now I have to come down from heaven and do something again. You know, say not in thine heart that it is far off, that it's beyond the sea, that it's whatever. It's nigh you, even in your mouth and your heart. This word of righteousness which we preach, and um, you know, because it's nigh us, it's right here. It's right. not something afar of off. Yeah, exactly. So, and if I'm if I'm thinking, well, I've got to fulfill Passover in order to get healing uh then what's to keep me from having to fulfill pentecost and tabernacles and every sabbath i have to be someplace and the sabbath actually starts on friday night so now i'm under that law and i can't eat shrimp anymore and i can't eat this and i can't eat uh, uh, pork and i can't eat Wait, does it all- yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm under this whole pile of laws. that There's no way I can fill, fulfill that. I can't.
0: Yeah. And the thing about it is, you know, we are Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. So, and we're not Jews. And so um, it doesn't matter how Jew you want to be. You are now a spiritual Jew. And that's right. it. You know, we, we are now made one man. That's what Paul said in Ephesians. He said, the, the old and the new have come together. The circumcised and the uncircumcised come together. The, the Jew and the Gentile made one man. That man is the man, new creation in Christ Jesus. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God. And so we are coming to this place now where we are in him. And in Him we are new creatures. It's now not what what we what we are trying to get or trying to accomplish or or what kind of regulation obligation we're trying to meet. It's that in Him He did it all. It's the will, the way, and right. the work. You know, it's right. like um, uh, no, no, the will, the work, and the way. The work is is Christ. You know, is yeah. that's the important thing. Is the will is revealed in, in Christ. Everything of the Father's heart, the Father's will is in Christ. We come into Christ. And when we're in Christ, we are everything that, that we need to be because we're made righteous, we're justified, we're sanctified, we're redeemed, we are re- reconciled. You know, it's like we, this whole path, healed, right. prospered, everything is there. So, up. You know, it is like right. everything, the soteria, everything is there. Um, right. The thing about it is we don't, what he says is you don't enter that.
1: Right. Because of four, unbelief.
0: Because you don't mix faith with what the promises that you hear. Right. And, and you know, people. I, somebody said to me, you know, why is it that so, so many people in the church are so defeated? You know, if God was... So good and so loving. Why? And and all of this is available. I said, it's simple. It's like it's like a citizen of America sitting in America and not taking advantage of their rights, of their right. privileges they have as citizens. And so that's it. You know, it's like if you don't mix faith with what you hear, you don't get. Right. And I'm trying to think, what is that scripture in, in um Hebrews?
1: Um, I don't know, but I thought of one there for a second, and then it left me again. <laughs> yeah, I was listening. I was actually listening, Sean.
0: Oh, there you go. You see, that's what happens to me too. I think I thought of that. I thought of that. Steve, keep talking so I can remember where that was. Um, yeah. He says through faith and patience, they inherit the promises. Right. I can't remember where that is now. But um, And that's that's exactly... Um, that's exactly what, what it takes is that that's, you know, you and I, we often speak about faith. Faith is that that, that stance or that that force right. that we have that's, that we've been graced with to actually receive right. what is already ours. So we mix faith with the promises of God. So the Passover promise, we mix faith with it, we have the reality of it.
1: Right. Well, that's why it says too that this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Yes. It's not. It's not something else we have to do. It's not something else that hasn't been done that we right. now have to perform. This is the victory, and that's why a lot of people are not living victorious in these different areas is because it is not mixed with faith.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. There's um. You ta- You said something earlier about this is how you will know basically now because we're not circumcised necessarily in the flesh. We're circumcised of heart. Mm. I will circumcise you in the heart. Circum, it's interesting because the, the word seed in, in Matthew, where it says the sower soweth the seed, uh, it also says that in Mark chapter, what is it, four? The sower soweth the seed. It's the same parable. It's it's kind of funny that one of them talks about the spora, uh, which is a plant-type reproduction uh, in Mark chapter 4, but it, it calls the seed the sperma in Matthew. So here we see that the seed is called the sperma. If if indeed I'm circumcised, circumcision, and, and I don't know, we're going to get into something here that's a little bit rough and tumble for some folks almost r-rated but the circumcision is to take off the outer skin or that that foreskin so that when the power of reproduction comes forth it doesn't touch any flesh
0: Mm.
1: so it you know because there's there was dirt there was disease there was whatever you know for for whatever reason Uh, there's, there's stuff in that even now that we do circumcision just so that there's not so much disease or so much, whatever. So uh, they, they cut off the foreskin so that when the sperma comes forth, it touches no flesh. It goes and it reproduces after its likeness and image or its likeness and kind. There's nothing else that touches it. And that's what he says when he, when he circumcises our heart, When that sperma of God comes forth out of your heart now, and this is for you and me and anybody else right now, you have been circumcised in heart to where when the sperma of God comes forth out of you, it touches no flesh. It doesn't touch anything else. There's no mingled seed anymore, and it will reproduce after his likeness and image in somebody else. That was the whole intent of it. Just saying, look, you're born of me. I'm circumcising your heart so that when you speak, you only speak what you hear of me speaking. And whenever you speak, it's going to bring spirit and life. And I'm telling you this because I want you to believe what I believe about you. And as you speak, it's going to reproduce after my likeness and image in somebody else. So uh, but that's that's once again it's taken by this is what he believes about me, yeah. regardless of what I see going on in my life. This is what he believes.
0: That's right. Uh, you know, basically to sort of um, round it off a little bit, but is that, that's I think the feast that we need to be celebrating is is the breaking of bread in a sense and saying. Mm it's the remembrance paul talks right. about in, in uh, 1 corinthians he said do jesus said do this in remembrance of me
1: yeah and they oh, were doing the passover sorry they were doing the passover
0: they were doing a in a passover um, right? but but more as a as a as remembrance a, yes as a remembrance of of him not of an ordinance
1: right right and
0: i think that's you know he and, and that's where, where Colossians chapter two talks about it. It's like, here's the head, everything, right. everything all the life of the body comes from the head, not right. out of ordinances, not out of religious obligations. And I think what, you know, the thing that I've, it's really been, this is a transition I've been going through for a number of years. You know, it's just that how important it is that we don't try and impose, you know, it's like what you do as a family. One day, one day somebody asked me in, in when I was in Jacksonville, you know, a guy came to me and he said, you know, what do you, what, how, how, what do you do in your devotion to, to have like a relationship with God? I said, you know what, let me help you with this. I said, it's like me telling you how I am with my wife. Right. I said, you know, there's no formula to this. I said, what you want is like an A to Z formula that helps you get access quicker. So relationship doesn't work like that. I said, right. can you imagine if I went to Michelle and and we're having a romantic, intimate night and I walk into the bedroom and I say, okay, honey, um, chapter four, you know, uh, article number three, point number two says... Massage your neck now. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's going to leave intimacy out the window. So the spontaneity of our relationship when we come together and we are intimate, the spontaneity of our hearts is what makes our relationship great. Right. That's what makes builds that intimacy is that we love each other. So we're not regulating how we do this. The problem is, is that, and I'm going to step a little bit into the physical, is that that's what a lot of Christian marriages do that, though. It's like, honey, did you pray in tongues before you came to bed tonight, you know? Uh, It's like, what? Uh, Did you worship God? Put on worship music. Let's, you know, actually right now I don't want to worship. I want some of your body, baby. Yeah. You know, it's just like we what we do is we've become so religious in so many areas and so many regulations. And that's what I was saying to that young guy. I said, I'm not going to tell you how I am with my wife. I'm not going to try and tell you how you need to be with your wife. I can tell you, you know, overall is like, these are some of the elements that need to be there. But our intimacy with the Lord is by faith. Right. And it's our relationship. So, The thing is, is oftentimes when it comes to healing, I remember Kenneth Hagen um, Sr. told the story about this guy, this hillbilly guy out the hills of Arkansas somewhere. And he, he, all he heard was the story of how Jesus spat on the people and they got healed. And, and he got healed like that. Somebody spat on him, I think, or something. I don't know. I can't remember the exact details, but a ministry developed out of that. And he used to walk around spitting on people and they got healed. Now right. the problem is, is that we think, oh boy, if I spit on people, they're going to get healed. Right. So now we start trying to start a spitting ministry like him and we're spitting around and we get thrown into jail because of COVID-19, you know, yeah. um, or, or the, the, I'm trying to think of a, another The laughter
1: thing that happened in Florida a while back, that yes. whole revival. Well, now all of a sudden I don't feel the Holy Ghost running around unless I'm laughing.
0: Right. And we've got, and I don't have a ministry unless I've got everybody laughing. So now we try and do the same thing and we try and replicate other people's, Oh, you know, God says, I want you to uh, uh, read the book of Mark every day for 30 days. Um, and, and so I do that. I read the book of Mark every day for 30 days. And my healing manifests in my body. You know, that's what God's told me to do. Now I'm gonna go tell. Oh no, you've got to listen. Right. The only way to do this is this. Uh, we are laying a regulation on people. It's not life to them. It's law. No. You know, it's it's not life to them. It's law. I mean, we understand there's certain principles involved, and you and I talk about this often. I mean, we know that the word is life to our body and and health to all our flesh. So. How you need to spend time in the word. That's the principle. That's the principle. Now, whether you, you know, listen to it, if you listen to it, if you read it, if you uh focus mull on it over one verse. Yeah. No, sorry.
1: Just mull it over in your mind over and over.
0: You know, you know whether however you do it, but do right. it, you know. But I'm not gonna tell you this is the formula. Uh, to doing it. There's no, there's no, the formula is, let it not depart from your eyes, keep it in the midst of your heart, incline your ear to it, because it's life to those that find the health to all the flesh. That is the formula. It's not a formula. That's the principle. That's the principle. Yeah. Mixing faith with what you hear, that's the principle.
1: Right.
0: That's what you've got to do. That's the truth. That's the reality of bringing the reality into your life. Right? Right. But it's not an obligation. It's you can't now break that down into if you do X, Y, Z because that's what our church constitution says you've got to do. Then you will be whatever. You know that's right. where I have a problem is when people are trying to impose on me their revelation of what you've got to do to get it. I'm like, nah. Right? No, nah, I no nah, no. Nah. Yeah. I, and I how can was touch it? a that's, lot of sacred, I can touch, sorry, Steve, I can touch a lot of sacred cows here, but I'll stay away from those. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. You don't want to be hurting sacred cows.
0: No, I don't to, like, I can hear them. <laughs> <bulking>.
1: <laughs> but that's the key, like you said, right at the very beginning, that's what brought us into this whole conversation is, is the fact that we're uh, because of our mentality, we bring people back under the law. Um, back into an old covenant relationship. You've got to do this in order to have or in order to do. And uh, that's the difficulty is that because of our mindsets, because we impose that same thing upon somebody else. And uh, I don't have to tell you to quit smoking. I don't have to tell you to quit whatever. It It has nothing to do with the grace of Jesus Christ on your life. And uh, it's just a matter of, will you quit that? Most likely someday you will. Yeah. But I don't have to tell you to stop. I don't have to put you under a law. Uh, you know, it, has this be, been begun by the spirit? Then it won't be completed by the flesh. You cannot, you cannot do this. What he's begun in you, he will also complete. So don't, don't try to complete it.
0: Exactly. You, you cannot fulfill it. Um, only in Him as the head can, can it be fulfilled. right. Right. And I think the sooner we get the, back to that place of understanding, back to that place of, oh, foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. And I think today is appropriate that we're talking about this because. Before our eyes, as the, as the witnesses have explained, in the scripture tells us, and his, historically um, we know these facts to be uh, evident, is that before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portray, portray, uh, portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing right. with faith? Or are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, that's what you just quoted? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? And I right. you know, Steve, I read, I read the New Testament, and I see two things: I see uh, grace and law, works and faith, all through it. it right. You know, it that's the simplicity of it. You can. You can throw around all sorts of insights and great revelations and everything else, but that's right. the bottom line. Of those two is,
1: things are always juxtaposed.
0: Always the uh, the posing forces that we are dealing with right here. Romans right. chapter eight. It talks about you know mind of the spirit and mind of the flesh. It's really just um, which one is faith? Which faith? Which is of the spirit? And, and works of the law, which is of the flesh, you know? And so right. we, we we constantly got these two opposing forces that it's not just within the context of preaching, it's in the context of our life, is what we gravitate to. And what you sow to the right. flesh, you'll reap. And what you sow to the spirit, because that's what yeah. it, it comes to at the end of Galatians in, in chapter six. And he says... Um, do not be deceived God is not mocked for whatever a man sows this he will also reap of course we use that for finances but that's not what he was talking about for the one who sows to his own flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption mm-hmm. right and but the one who sows to the spirit shall from the spirit reap eternal life and so you know is where do we sow our 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 uh, where do we sow our attention where do we sow our focus where do we Sow ourselves, do we are we sowing to the works of our flesh or, or to his own flesh? And are we reaping a lot of corruption because of it, you know? Right, or do we sow to the spirit and from the spirit, res, um, reap eternal life? I mean, eternal life is not something that we just get one day when we die, it's like not the whole life, um, insurance policy, you know? Yeah, it's. You now have
1: eternal life. Yeah. We
0: have, we live it now. Amen. Right, right. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done that for a long time. Amen. Preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I was one day doing a speech. I was, I was in front of this crowd of of uh, business people. There must have been three hundred people there, and uh, <laughs> and I was talking about values and value systems as business people and how important that is in our in our foundations and all the rest of it. And I said something, and I turned around and went, hey, and I was going to say amen. <laughs> and I said, hey, yes, we got that right. Hey, <laughs> and a couple of people that were Christians were sitting in, they came to me afterwards and said, you nearly said amen. <laughs> I said, Oh boy, I almost
1: amen to myself. Yeah. <laughs> myself. Oh, boy. Oh.
0: yeah, anyway, so yeah, against such things, there is no law, Steve.
1: That's what he says. Yep, so now to bring where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So now the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. How do I bring this person? How do I bring life to this person? Do I bring them back under the bondage, again, unto death or unto the law? Or do I bring them the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus? Yeah. And what's going to set this captive free? What's going to set them free? And to speak that, to to bring that out, because it says we've been justified by the faith in Galatians 2.18 We've been justified by the faith of Jesus Christ, not even by our own faith for crying out loud, right. but by the faith of somebody else. Yeah. So I'm already justified. I'm sanctified. I'm set apart for his purpose. Uh, I've been circumcised in heart. He has done that already to where now the power of reproduction, that sperma of God, as it comes forth out of me, he's going to reproduce his likeness and image in somebody else. Right. And so now I'm going to bring forth that life in them and not bring them back under the bondage of something else.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. We, we're not called to preach religion or to institute and right. establish religion. Jesus didn't come to establish religion. Right. That's, what, that's where his war was. His war was with the relig- religious institution of the day. Um, right. And, and that's what we call to preach liberty. We call to preach the kingdom of God and the message so that seed of that word that message and that message is Liberty man it's it's like um, that for it was for freedom that Christ set us free therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery
1: of bondage Yeah. yes
0: and so you know we, we don't impose it we don't come under it we don't impose it and right. You know, again, I I love Steve. I love um, um, what, Paul Steve. In, so what Paul said in what Paul said in second Corinthians, uh, second Corinthians is that he said he said um, we do not preach ourselves; we preach Jesus Christ.
1: Right, right.
0: And I thought, you know, that to me that was like one of those turning points when I read that. You know, I thought, you know, how we preach our own agendas, we preach. We want people right. to, you know, and, and um, try and impose on people. And we should be preaching Jesus Christ, not, not ourselves, you know. Right. So.
1: And that's what Paul did. He came back. Before he left on his little journey, it says that he argued <laughs> daily in the temple. Right. Now, you can imagine spending your whole born-again experience arguing daily with people. I mean, that, that would be, that'd be tough. And I've done that. <laughs> but yes. when he came back, he came back He uh, after some say three years, some say seven years, some say, you know, 14 years, whatever it was, he was on the backside of the desert and he came back after having met with Christ basically himself and the Lord taught him so many things during that time. And he came back saying, I know nothing other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. But he also says, I don't come to you now with enticing words of men and wisdom. No. The word entice means to draw you in and try to convince you of something. So I'm not trying to draw you in and trying to convince you of something anymore. Hmm. But in demonstration of the spirit and power, that's what I've been sent for. Right. So you want, see, you want to see the father in his kingdom? Here, let me show you right. demonstration of his spirit and power. So the words, the word of the kingdom or the word comes forth, not in, not just in word only, but in power now. Yeah. And to realize that the things we speak, the stuff that we have to say, if we speak from Christ comes forth in power, it says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. It doesn't say the power of his word. His word comes forth out of power. Yes. So he upholds all things by the word that is birthed in power from him. Right. So we're, we're, that's who we are. That's what we speak. That's how we operate.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. That's exactly right. Oh, what a different slant it is on, on living. Oh, living yeah. this life, Christ, Christ life. You know, it's just like it's 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 so liberating. That's the Passover. That's yeah, the Passover. That, that's the day, you know, we're celebrating it today, whether it's the right day or not, because people get into that as well, you know, and uh, they get so religious about these things. It just drives me crazy. It's just a celebration of a symbolic, you know, of of a like happy birthday kind of thing, you know, but it right. wasn't a birthday. Today was um, a sort of a sacrificial day um, in, in you know, 2000 and odd years ago. And so grateful today for for what, Christ accomplished for us. I mean it's just like it's beyond right. accomplishment. It's what, like what he what he paid for, what he he and and it wasn't I mean today he was crucified. Today he died. It wasn't all done today. Over the next 3 days is what actually transpired right. for us to be able to live this life where we are. Um, right. culminating in the resurrection. Um, again, last scripture, last scripture in Romans chapter five talks about, I think in Romans chapter five or Romans chapter four says he was, uh, let me go there, not misquoted. Um, <laughs> just, to, just to end this off, Steve, uh, he, he says he was delivered up because of our transgressions and he was raised because of our justification. Mm. And of course he ascended. To establish it, you know, right. so he was seated at the right hand of the Father, so we are seated with him in heavenly places. I think we sometimes, we're so earthly minded, we just right. these these realities of the Spirit. Anyway, so um, today we, we just want to give thanks for and, and celebrate the fact that Jesus was delivered up because of our transgressions and he was raised because. Of our justification. I mean, that that is awesome <laughs> so awesome. Oh my goodness me! Well, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, Steve. Uh, yeah, it just we come down to that as like we we celebrating the Passover, which is Him, right? Not 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 a not a rigmarole, um, right? You know, it's like He is all those parts put together. You know. Yep. It keeps it simple to me. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to try and figure out, you know, um, what this piece is. And what, I mean, you know, I, I'm grateful for the revelation of it. What I'm saying is, but if I've got to like go through that whole process, and you know, I, it's, for me, it's the simplicity of right. I'm in Christ, and and that, I don't have to do all the right things to try and gain something. That's right. that's the important thing for me, anyway. You know, right, that's true. Hey. <laughs> so there. So there. Good, good one. Ach, Steve, thank you so much again for, for hopping on the call with me and for great conversations. Always appreciate you your insights and, uh, and sharing time with you. I, I love it.
1: Well, we wouldn't have, uh, I was thinking about, I, I'm supposed to be starting some uh, radio spots today, just some um, little 10, 15 minute things to put on to a, a radio program. And I thought, you know, I, what I miss, uh, I don't like doing those alone Yeah. because when you have this type of a, a give and take, it, it is, it is more like a life together. You're talking life as opposed to just what I know. Yes. And, uh, I guess, I guess that's the difference of being able to bounce off of one another like that, uh, is, is because there is a lot more for some reason to me there's a lot more life to it than there is of me just sitting here talking about something to somebody right. well to no, to nobody, nobody. cuz i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know who's out there so <laughs> exactly
0: no, right. I did, and that's why you know um i enjoy the podcast and the live broadcast as oh, well yeah. you know just being able to do that it's more a discussion i think if for i mean yeah to to run like an a school of training kind of thing where, you know, there's teaching involved. That's good. But I, you know, for me it's like when it comes to discipleship, I don't think you can do it on a, on a school kind of pro, uh, uh, basis from a platform.
1: Discipleship
0: no. happens like this.
1: Around a campfire. It happens. Around a campfire eating, or yeah. Eating fish or whatever exactly. together. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, putting your feet up, eating popcorn and, and just talking, just, what you know, whatever's on our hearts and whatever the spirit of God lays on our hearts, and just ignite like we do. I mean, it, I think what, what people need to understand is that when you and I jump on this, we start just before we hit the record button. You're always telling me, hit the record button, hit the record button, because we just start talking about, about whatever's on our heart, and, right. and, and, and the spirit of God begins to work in us that which his desire is. And, right. uh, and that, that's really pneumatic cost. We don't have to go get 50 goosebumps and, you know, an hour of worship to set the tone and all the rest of it. Steve and I come with life in our hearts, with with the Spirit of God moving in our hearts already. That's pneumatic cost.
1: Although to- this morning we were kind of in question about that <laughs> for about the first
0: 10 minutes. <laughs> we <We're bombing> around. <laughs> No, I think it's it's you know, it's all part of the journey. I think that is like the beauty of it, you know. It's just like oh, yeah. you know, this is this is where and we start like that every week. We start on something and then we sort of find our way. And and you know, I, I used to watch an evangelist and people criticized him a lot, but I used to watch he one of his things was actually getting everybody to worship. Mm. And he, he would he would lead. He would lead the worship, and he would lead the worship until he hit that moment when he knew this was the moment, and then he began to minister. And whether it was um, in signs and wonders, or whether it was the word, I remember a guy called. Um, just leaves me now. He, he was so you. You remember he was. He was like a prophetic evangelist, and he was very accurate in the word of knowledge. What was that? William Branham. William mm-hmm. Branham. You know William Branham, hey? I, mean, oh, I don't Branham, know him
1: personally. But yeah. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> but you know of it. Um, but William Branham, on one crusade, one of the, anyway, one of the things that broke him out as an evangelist from pastoring a church was, he was called to go minister to a young girl. And this happened in numerous occasions. But, he went to the house. The girl was busy dying. She was laying in the bed. Mom and dad was there. And he he looked at the situation and they said, will you pray? And he said, I can't pray. So he walked away from there uh, and, and he started walking around the street, sat in the car, uh, walked around some more, sat in the car, went into the room, walked out again. And um, he just wandered around, wandered around until... And then suddenly something happened. It, it was like two hours later or something. And the, the, the pastor that was there and the parents were getting frustrated, you know, because what's this guy doing? And he, he didn't just walk in and go, oh, you know. He, 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 when he knew something had dropped into his heart, he walked into the room and he said, do you believe I'm a prophet of God? And they said, yes. He said, kneel beside the bed, kneel beside the bed, said to the young girl, Rise up in Jesus' name, and she got up totally healed. So, what I'm saying is sometimes you, you've got to find that what is the pneumatic cost? So, you start talking and you start pressing into that realm, into the atmosphere, and we into another topic all together here. Um,
1: right. Well, that's where, uh, like, even uh, somebody like Smith Wigglesworth uh there was somebody who had a stomach problem uh and like a, either an ulcer or a tumor or something like that well he slugged the person in the stomach and the person was completely healed well what do you suppose he did from then on if somebody had a stomach problem yeah <laughs> he made it a formula
0: yes
1: and he had a ministry of slugging people in the stomach <laughs> Uh, I hope he didn't continue with kicking babies off the platform, which he also did. (laughs) But, um, uh, at at some point in time, you know, I, I, remember several times the Lord would say to do something that was so extraordinary, almost to the point of like Daniel, I mean, not Daniel, uh, Joshua. You know marching around something so stupid as marching around the the city you know for <laughs> seven times and then finally on the seventh time you know you break the break the jars so that people can see the light and then you yell real loud well, that's a real strategy of war, isn't it right. uh, but now you know if I'm gonna go take the city, okay now we have to do this for seven days we have to march around the city seven days we're gonna carry a candle inside these jars, and then on the seventh day we're gonna no, you can't do it that way. It's they, who, they who are sons of God are led by the spirit of God, not by some formula. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so that's why a lot of times, like you're saying, you know, like we've been saying all, all today is it's not about the formula or about the institution of another law or anything else. You, as a son of God, you're moved or led by the spirit of God to do whatever it is he's doing right then.
0: Right. Exactly. So,
1: yeah, uh, and that takes faith.
0: <laughs> but that's exactly what it is, isn't it? I mean, that's right. exactly what it is. We to live by faith, not by signs, not right. by by evidence on the on the outside, but what faith in in into the which connects us with the supernatural realm of God of what, what He's right. doing. That's right. what we want to do is what He's doing. You know? Right. So yeah. Anyway, we good stuff. <laughs> we can just keep going. For, yeah.
1: Yeah, hey, I, I was gonna say we've started to stop now several times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the aircrafts coming into land, coming into land. <laughs> oh boy! I
1: kept thinking wow. about a, I kept thinking about a song all morning this morning, and I thought, you know, it's sad the things that we confess with our mouth, because as a kid growing up, I thought of this. I thought, why in the world would we ever sing this? Lead on, oh, kinky turtle. And I thought, you know, why would we want to be led by a kinky turtle? But, boy, is that a fun song. (laughs) But, you know, so you just, I mean, that's what was going on in my mind when I got on this morning.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and I
1: thought about all the other songs we sing, you know, like uh Let Angels Prostate Fall and uh Hark the Angel Herald sings and and uh Don we now are gay apparel. Boy, that's messed up a lot of guys. But uh anyway, you know <laughs> you know that see, so that's what I was that's where my mind was at when we got on this morning. So, you know, we went quite a different direction from that. <laughs>
0: well that's it but it always does we always end up with, with the theme of what, what the spirituals and that's what I'm looking for I, that's why I don't set a schedule for, for the month um, every week what we're going to talk about I just right. really, up until I sort of sit down I have no idea where this is going to go but um, I trust that, that the spirit of, of God will bring pneumaticos into our midst and break the bread of life that people need right now. Right. That'll inspire them to think differently, right. move in, you know, and, and be set free in so many areas. That's what we're looking for.
1: Yep. That's true.
0: All righty, Steve, thanks for being with us again. Have a super day, super weekend, everybody. And, um, remember Christ is your Passover. Amen. That's right. So when I can find the end meeting button, there we go. <laughs> uh,